This is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 55, with Andy Kirby and Jared Mayo. Well, Jared, Andy, something Mayo, how are you? I'm awesome, man. How are you doing? I mean, awesome. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty good. I don't know if I'm quite awesome, but I'm. I'm. I'm pretty hip happening, hopping. Are you fantastic? I'm fantastic with three A's. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have. That's that's it. <laughs> What's going on, man? What'd you say? What's going on, man? See, I told you, you gotta speak up, man. Here, I'll just turn the speakers up. How about that? Okay, man. <laughs> okay, man. Hey. Uh, you know, doing... Oh, wait, what, what, what were we gonna talk about? Oh, yeah, I had to catch rabbits one morning before church. Did we talk about this? Catching rabbits? Yeah, my rabbits got out of the cage. And so I had to go in there with a fishing net and catch them before church. What are you talking about? The rabbits that I own got out of their cage in the barn, and when? I had to catch them and put them back in. When? This was uh, last Sunday. Not this, No, not last Sunday. The Sunday before. Oh, why are you telling me this now? You said, oh, we're going to talk about that on the show. We did? I did? Somebody said that. I don't know. Maybe I texted you. I was like, I, I'm catching rabbits right now. I can't talk. I don't know. Oh, Andy, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. Oh. Well, speaking of what you've done yesterday, you have been busy. Why don't you tell me and the listeners what's going on with you? I know you can't go into a ton of detail, but I would love to hear what you can say. Oh, uh, well, Jennifer and I, my wife Jennifer and I, we were um, hired by a little company called uh, Marvel Casting. What? We were extras in a movie called Freezer Burn. Freezer Burn? They're making a movie called Freezer Burn? That's what that's what our uh, our non-disclosure statement said. So they can just flat out lie about the movies that they're making? Well, no. All big movies always have different names to try and hide them from the press. Every big movie always has that. Avengers was called Group Hug. Iron Man 3 was called Caged Heat. So, caged, caged what? Heat. How do you spell that? H e a t. Oh, I thought you said something else. <laughs> no, caged heat, like hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not what I, I thought you were talking about. Like, uh, like milking a cow, caged. Anyway. Oh, that would be weird. I know. Oh. I was like, why in the world would Iron Man be called that? No, like group hug because all the Avengers at the end they get together and they fight and caged heat because well we'll talk about Iron Man three later but so yeah oh that's awesome so wait what is it called freezer burn it's called freezer burn and Jennifer got to film for a week and I got to film for three days and it was awesome a great great fun experience um, you know Marvel definitely treated us right. The, the pay was good. They really care about the extras and just, you know, making sure we had food and, and sunscreen and 
all of our needs were met. They are very, very accommodating. And uh, I can see why they have a good rep in the film industry. So she got to film for a week and you only got three days? <laughs> yeah, that's what they, they cast us for. But um, they said that we might get called back because they're going to be filming in Cleveland until 4th of July. So yes. every time our email beeps, our phone beeps with an email, we flip out hoping it's it's them contacting us again. Now, did you guys meet anybody? Any any? Can you talk about if you met some of the cast or crew or people behind the scenes? Or can you not I, talk about that? I'm not allowed to say that. Okay. Can but you, I did. <laughs> I met someone, but I can't say who. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> um, it's supposed to come out in April. So when it comes out in April, maybe we can talk a little more in depth. In April? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. That's next year. Yeah. It's right after March. <laughs> Such a jerk. <laughs> you mean the movie's supposed to come out in April? Yes, that's what Oh, not this tidbit for. of information. Can, if something leaks, can you then talk about it or no? No, I can talk when the movie comes out in April. That's when we can discuss any behind the scenes stuff. Um, okay. Let me ask you a question. Did you throw any Uno cards at anybody this time? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Were there any Can you tell me any stories like that? Like anything about you know, how did filming go? Was there a lot of waiting around? Oh, well, the craft services was amazing. That's <laughs> the food. That was just awesome. Um, but no, I can't. I mean, somebody was saying what kind of food was there and they got in trouble. So they're very, Marvel is very, very hush-hush about everything concerning their movies. Now, you can go online and do searches for Freezer Burn and find out all kinds of stuff, but it just can't come from me. Okay, now let me ask you... Okay, this is my last question about this. Yeah. Okay, can you talk about Freezer Burn at all? What do you mean? Can you talk about the movie Freezer Burn at all? No, my non-disclosure statement says that I can say I was cast by Marvel Casting in a movie called Freezer Burn. So that means you, can talk, you can't talk about Freezer Burn, but you can talk about, like, let's say one that they're filming now, maybe Captain America Winter Soldier? Yeah, I, all I can say is that I filmed a movie called Freezer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I was just wondering how it was all written and everything. Well, yeah, I mean, it, they, they're very good. And, you know, the, the same person that did the casting for that movie also did casting for Transformers. And um, Michael Bay was like, he let all the extras bring their cameras on set and take pictures and leak anything out that they wanted because that's just how they run their studio but marvel doesn't run their studio like that so uh -oh. we can't say anything but okay. it was fun and it's cool to say that i worked for marvel that is awesome that is awesome now let me in general my i guess i lied i didn't i i have one more question i don't know if you can answer this in general when you get cast as an extra uh and that's a, i'm assuming that's what you're cast as i mean i may be wrong you may have a, a quite a bigger part but do you, when they cast you as an extra, what's the, in general terms, don't tell me about Marvel or anything like that, but do they say, okay, we need a scene uh, that has five extras and they need to have this look and then they handpick extras to be in that scene? Or do they just say, okay, you look good, you look good, you look good for what we need in general and then we'll figure out scenes later for and and fill the extras? That I way. mean, that that's a lot more behind the scenes than 
what we have a part of. We just get the the phone call or the email that says they need us. Um, But the casting director um, has worked on movies from Lethal Weapon 3 to Star Trek to Transformers. Like, if there's a big movie, she's probably the one casting it. And, you know, Jennifer and I showed up to the casting call. They took our picture. We filled out a short biography um, with times that we were available and dates that were available. And then she goes, according to her, she goes through those and she knows exactly what she wants and she picks that out. And, um, you know, it was a very, the people there were very diverse and everybody looked different than everyone else. That's good. Yeah, I can see why that would be necessary. Did you write that you're part of a a media outlet such as the Marvel 616 (laughs) Politics Body Politic Podcast? No, no, I did not. You probably <laughs> wouldn't have got that I was available twenty four seven. Call me anytime. I'll be in your film. Well, how's work going? I mean, how does this conflict with work? How do you do with that? Oh no, my um, my boss let me off. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, she let me off for that Friday, and then filming was Saturday and Sunday. Oh wow! So it worked out well. So they film all week. They film all seven days, like seven days a week. Um, I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in general, f- movies. Do I don't know. I'm, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like Marvel does things a little bit differently than other studios. Huh. In honesty. Well, so. that is interesting. You know what? Now my rabbit story doesn't seem as impressive. Well, I was gonna correlate that to. You know, I remember in Avengers, when I was in Avengers, it was just a bunch of running. Like, we just ran and ran and ran from the Chitauri. Right. And I ended up being in the movie for about three seconds. But that was four days of work. So maybe you could tell us about how you ran and ran and ran after the rabbits. Yeah, that wasn't four days of work, but I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, something, something else is going on with me. Um, today, comiccodes.com launched. I don't know if you saw that. I put it on the Facebook page. Yes, tell us more. Yes, tell us more. Comiccodes.com. Basically, you know what? When we buy from our sponsors, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your comics 40% off, 50% off, even higher sometimes on the back issues, um... They're wonderful. That's where I get my comics. Um, anyway, when you get those comics, if you buy a Marvel 399 comic, it comes with a digital code. Now, I don't know about you, but after I read it, I don't want to really necessarily carry it around with me all the time in digital format. Some people do. But what I'm thinking is if I already have the paper copy of this comic, why do I need a second copy, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I created a site. I've been working on it since January. And um, basically, you can log on, and for $5 a month, you can utilize the site. But basically, you you put your code in there that you have of a book you already own. And once you put it in, you get a credit to redeem a code of a book you don't have. So let's say you want to read X-Men number 1, and I want to read Avengers number 13. Well, I'll upload my code for X-Men number 1 and then claim your code for Avengers 13. And basically, I mean... It's a good deal. Like, if I put two comics a month in there, I've already paid for my subscription and savings. Absolutely. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty easy, too. Oh, it's definitely easy. So, uh, I actually had Scott look at it um, 
because I wanted his feedback on it, even though he's he, you know, he doesn't read a whole lot of Marvel three ninety nine books, but I wanted to know what he thought about it, and he uh, he was like, oh wow, it's a really good idea. I was like, hey, if you think it's a good idea, <laughs> <laughs> for real, because he hates digital stuff too. Right, right, yeah. I don't know if he'll be utilizing the system, but anyway, um, we launched today. We already have uh. Several people signed up, and the word's not even out yet. But Comics Beat uh, ran the press release, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. So anybody interested in uh, the way I look at it is two ways. You can either buy twice as many comics for the same price, or you can buy your same amount of comics for half the price. So if yeah. you guys want to do that out there in the body politic, go to comiccodes.com. That's C-O-M-I-C-C-O-D es.com that's awesome man we'll have to put and you already put up a link on the facebook page right yeah i did yep yep hopefully everybody everybody go share that with every single person they know the more it's a one-for-one ratio so the more people that sign up and put their codes in you can't claim a code without putting one in so the more people that that sign up that means the more codes for everybody so uh you get a a wider variety of uh everything that's out there I mean, really, that sounds awesome, like, because, you know, I mean, I read all the X titles, most of the Avengers titles and stuff, but then they all come with those codes, and, I mean, I could just put that in for something like, you know, Rocket Raccoon Presents, or, or Nova, or, or something that I'm, or like Daredevil, I know you like Daredevil, but yeah, I don't actually, really want to fork over three ninety nine for it, so I could just, like, take yeah. the code from X-Men and get Daredevil. Yeah, I think I think Nova Nova is a three ninety nine comic. So are Guardians of the Galaxy. Unfortunately, Daredevil's not. But um, they're 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 all getting that way, man. There's not that many. There's probably ten or fifteen two ninety nine titles now, out of sixty or seventy. Yeah, but I'm I'm, you know, I'm just saying like, I can buy X Men number one for three ninety nine, take that code, and then read a title that I probably don't want to invest in unless I know I'm going to like it, like Daredevil. And right. just do that through your site. Right, and that's actually that's that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight. The definitive reading list. That's on the the thing the list of things to talk about because there are comics that I want to collect, and I read it and I say, man, I want to have and hold this. And then there's comics I just want to know what the story is, and I don't really need to hold it and keep it. So yeah, we'll talk about that. But this is this is for those people who. Hey, I really want to collect these. I'm I'm always going to collect a Bendis comic, no matter what it is, no matter how good or bad it is. I always have Bendis, but then I'll turn in my digital copy to read to try Brian Wood's X Men number one or whatever. No, that's awesome. I mean, that sounds like a really cool idea. All right, indeed. Well, I'm hoping it takes off. I'll let you know. Yeah, keep us updated. All right, well, this is Marvel 616 Politics, a comic book podcast. You can visit our website at marvel616politics.com. You can follow us on Twitter at 616politics. And what's the other one? I don't know. Oh, iTunes. We're on iTunes. What? What's, oh, oh, Gmail, right. Write us an email at marvel616politics at gmail.com. And you can look us up and communicate with us. In real time on Facebook.com slash Marvel616Politics, we've just reached 1,050 likes, so a contest will be showing up very soon, and we're hoping to do some more of those. Also, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on air as long as it's clean. 616-755-TINA. 
So, um, can you tell us anything about these contests? Because I have no idea. And Reginald Dennis Johnson was asking me, and I didn't have a good answer for him. Well, by the time this is posted, the first contest will probably already be up. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. It'll be good. It's um, a friend of mine uh, got together with me, and he's got some comics that he is happy to give away. And I've got some stuff I'm happy to give away if it gets more people interested and and uh participating and stuff so why not have a couple contests no i think that's awesome that's gonna be good yeah. as long as you're not giving away my comics i mean we're actually giving away subscriptions to comiccodes.com <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh goodness it's like a million degrees in here oh man <laughs> hey so we next... also have some sponsors andy what'd you say we also have our sponsors well i already did dcbs discountcomicbookservice.com if you if you order you order your previews two months in advance you can get accurate numbers and say I want this 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 go on the site and order they'll give them to you for 40 50 percent off I think they still got the Marvel now bundle that's 50 percent off um, every month 50 percent that's fantastic I don't know how they afford to do that but they're still in business so uh, go there visit them at uh, discount comic book service dcbservice.com they are a wonderful sponsor who they adore us. They really do. Who who doesn't? I mean, there's probably some people. Well, yeah, I mean, the one guy that I had to ban, but... Oh, boy. Oh, okay. boy. Then we also have another sponsor, Community Retail Partnership. Um, and what they do is they partner with Office Depot to basically provide uh, discounts on all of your favorite items from Office Depot. What you do is you go to crpsavings.com and link up with them. Uh, to save up to 30, sometimes 40 and 50% on select items through Office Depot. You know what? I got something in the mail that was just like, I, I turned to Jackie and I was like, this is just like CRP Savings. This is just like Community Retail Partnership. Um, it was a, uh, it was collective, oh, what was it called? Group bargaining through for uh, prescriptions. It was pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it was like up to 75% off um, all my pharmaceutical is that the right word? All my prescriptions. Drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Go see Joey G on the street and you get 75% off all your heroin. So. Got it. Right. Anyway. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, we got a lot to talk about. You want to jump right in? Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking, too, you can use the codes from your comics that you buy from DCB service and go to your website. What what are you talking about? Right, you can use the codes from the comics you purchase through dcbservice.com. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Yep, and then if you do that, man, don't I hope DCBS isn't listening to this. If you do that, you can buy your comics for a quarter of the price. Instead of 50% off, you're getting them for 25 I mean, seventy-five percent off. If you use fifty percent off, and then you use the the comiccodes.com, then you buy them for seventy-five percent off. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, that way everybody wins. Like CRB services, I mean, DCB services wins, <laughs> and then Comic Codes wins as well. Yeah, I, you know, I've thought, I've thought this through. I just didn't know if I should say that. <laughs> hmm. Well, then let me say it because I have no, I have no gain in this comiccodes.com. Right, but they could pull our sponsorship. That's what I'm 
So maybe you want to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, Christine is wonderful over there. She's great. So, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's hit some State of the Union, man. The State of Our Union. Okay. All right. All right, well, we're doing State of the Union, but first, let's... They had some questions on here. Let, let's... I know you said they have to call in, right? To yeah. questions answered? Yeah, don't we pay for that phone number? No. Oh. Oh. All right, well, let's uh, let's let's uh, hit these one at a time, and then we'll, we'll do... We got one voicemail. Yes. All right, Jen Capelli, what do you guys think of Wiccan's new costume? Jared? I have I don't read Young Avengers. You know what? The art is horrendous in that book. I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm not a fan. So that's what we think, Jen Capelli. No, no, no. I went and I looked <laughs> it up because I still buy it. How terrible is that? <laughs> I, I, uh, man, I, I'm probably two issues behind. Uh, so I looked at it. I, I do like it. The other one that's all tattered and everything. That's pretty cool. And I like that in the uh, Jim Chung run with uh, Alan Heinberg writing. That's a cool costume. Um, in the latest issue that they had of Young Avengers, the shirt that he's wearing, the yellow and black, half yellow, half black, I really dislike that. But I think she's talking about the costume. It has a little bit of like stars and cosmic stuff on the sides. Eh, it's all right. It's a little updated look. It's It's cool. I mean, maybe if she would have called in and left a message, she could have been more detailed. <laughs> whatever yeah i don't understand Six one six seven five five tina jen capelli <sighs> all right mcvicker our good friend kevin mcvicker asked a question um how long do you think it'll take doc ock to slide back into his old lifestyle and give <laughs> a beer gut i thought that was funny what do you think i don't think that they're gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, Carl's gonna do that. But. <laughs> I think the real question is, um, when, when are, when is, when is Doc Ock gonna be out of Spidey's body? It doesn't look like it's anytime soon. Do you think? No, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I keep reading all the previews and nothing even is alluding to Peter Parker showing back up. I'm getting confused. Wait, what did Michael Ball say here? Why not just put 8462 if the la- if they last third get worded, surely the first two should? You people across the blue, big blue wet thing really have some odd habits. This guy must be, from, he's from England? Yeah, but Andy, our listeners aren't on the Facebook page, so they don't know what's going on right now. They just know we're talking about Dr. Octopus, and all of a sudden, you're talking about big blue numbers. I'm sorry. Jason Edwards said, my question is, if Elektra and the Punisher had a (laughs) child together, do you think it would come out blonde and a pacifist? (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a great question. (laughs) Andy, I'm going to let you answer that one. No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. (laughs) It probably come out very angry. I think Jason. I mean, he he wrote that on purpose, obviously. No, no, not blonde, of course. Isn't Frank Italian? Yeah, but right. it would have been awesome if he would have called that in. Frank is a yeah, Jason. What what now? Dropping the ball. Frank is Italian. Electra is Greek. There's no way that they would have a blonde child. 
Well, but but Electra was resurrected, so that might change her DNA. And then Punisher used to be Franken's castle, so he got changed, so maybe it would make him blonde. What a terrible time in Marvel's history. Very sad. All right. Oh, oh boy. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to this um, this voicemail here by our good friend Aaron. Hello, Andy. Hello, Jared. This is your faithful fan, Aaron Chappelle. I just got out of the theater from seeing Iron Man 3, and I'm a little disillusioned. I'm not going to lie. I just wanted to call and see what you guys thought of it, and uh, I'm sure the next episode you'll give a fan's reaction. But um, it was good. It wasn't great. It was okay. But I did enjoy it, and there are many parts that I very much enjoyed. So just want to get your take. See you later. Bye. All right, man. What'd you think? Iron Man 3? Awful. Awful. Dreadful. Worst. One of the worst comic book movies I've seen in a long time. One of the worst comic book movies or worst Marvel movies? Well, I mean, most of the comic book movies are Marvel. Uh, DC just has Superman. No, no, no. I mean, you're talking about Hellboy. You're talking about, you know... Uh, Watchmen and uh, V for Vendetta and okay, three others. Sorry, Go- <laughs> what was I thinking? Ghost World, Constantine. Were you like on Wikipedia? This is off up? the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Howard no, it- Duck. As a comic book fan, Howard the Duck is that what you said? Yeah, Blade that was a Marvel movie. Yeah, that's a Marvel movie, yeah. That was yeah. pretty bad, though, right? Yeah, don't try and change the subject. You were wrong on that one. <laughs> All right. So Iron Man 3, as a comic book fan, it was a huge, huge letdown. It was awful. It was it not me. He said, he said it was okay. Aaron said it was all right. Yeah, but he wants to know what we thought. Yeah, right. I'm I'm saying you point out wh- why does he think it's okay and you think it's awful? Give it to me. Give it to me straight. Well, I was getting to that, and then you all like up interrupted my business. I didn't mean to interrupt your busyness. Business. Business. I freaking ruined my life. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So Iron Man was like never in a suit. He had a a kid team up, like super duo with robin there uh mandarin was some stinky bathroom loser actor dude it was i mean those three things right there were enough to kill the movie for me mandarin is like dr doom he is bad stuff you do not want to mess with the mandarin he's not some actor that's hired and has two chicks in bed and craps in the toilet like that is not the mandarin from the comic book and Mandarin has been built up since since Iron Man number one. They've talked about the Ten Rings of the Mandarin. And it's been alluded that he was something real. And it wasn't. And to have Ben, ben Kingsley, who's this, this awesome actor, then get traded into this, this oaf was awful. Iron Man doesn't have a sidekick. Iron Man doesn't need the help of a kid. He doesn't need any of that crap. He's friggin' Iron Man. And why isn't he in his his costume doing stuff? This was like the Tony Stark story, not the Iron Man story. So I was very, very, very disappointed with it. (laughs) Your turn. 
You sound like me when I talk about <laughs> X-Men First Class. <laughs> the the fire, like it wasn't even real, dude. <laughs> it was like computer-generated fire. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, is that what I sound like? <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. Like, oh, you, I mean, you like had a little hemorrhoid about that. <laughs> I am, yeah. Well, I hate that movie. All right. So it sounds like you hate this movie. Well, what did you think? Because I know you went to see it with Jackie. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, it was the weakest of the three. I thought it was pretty dark. I thought it was uh, violent, more violent than the other ones. It had more people getting shot, like at point blank range. I didn't like the. Um, I didn't mind the kid at all, and I didn't actually mind the Ben Kingsley thing. I thought that was an interesting twist. I know, I know a lot of comic book fans were like, oh, they just robbed the Mandarin of everything, like kind of like what you just said. But um, I don't know if they could introduce like a magical element. And I guess you could do the Mandarin without the magical element of the Ten Rings uh, and being just a terrorist. What I did appreciate about this movie is that it wasn't him fighting more robots, more... Iron Man. It's, you know, like, I don't want to watch a third movie where he's fighting more of himself. Mm-hmm. So I like that they did that. What I didn't like is the glowing thing. They didn't have to make these people glowing. They can make them explode or <laughs> you know, strong without glowing. I did not like that at all. It just seemed really campy, really hokey. And then how about the end when he destroyed all his armors and was able to cure himself of needing the arc reactor. Okay, this is what I don't understand. Okay? Like I don't care about I don't care about blowing up the armors because he can always build new ones. But if he could cure himself with a surgery, why didn't he do it in number 2 when he exactly. was dying or number 1? Well, yeah, but number 2 when he was dying. It's like, oh, this is a problem. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, man. Oh, oh, good. Whew. Like, why not just do that? But then Jackie said, oh, well, if he did that, he couldn't be in the suit anymore because the arc reactor powered the suit. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But then I told somebody that, and they were like, no, because War Machine doesn't have an arc reactor, and he still powers the suit. I was like, oh, crap. Now I am losing sleep over this, trying to figure out why. So that didn't make sense to me. I didn't like that part. You know? No, it it takes it away. Like, so when Iron Man comes back, he doesn't really need the suit. He doesn't uh, even have the arc reactor. He's not. He's not Iron Man. Right. Right. So I don't know what they're gonna do in Avengers two. But I will say this, and I kind of mentioned this before on some other things. But it, this was like because it's Phase two. Uh, phase two is like your Empire Strikes Back. So it's gonna be dark. You know, that's why Thor's darker. That's why Captain America is gonna be darker. Um, I don't know about Guardians of the Galaxy, but this one I felt was a, is a lot darker film. And so even though it was the third one and the final one, apparently, they it, it still needed to be a darker film for your Phase 2 Empire Strikes Back stuff. Well, I, I guess I didn't really mind the darkness because there was a freaking kid sidekick which made it not dark. Well, you I know? Just, I didn't like what happened to Pepper Potts, how she got all... I mean, it wouldn't. If I went to go pool and watch an Iron Man movie, it wouldn't be this one. This isn't what I would I would pool to watch. No. No, not at all. I would actually do number two. I like the Hulk scene at the end. That oh was, yeah, that was fantastic. I really liked that. I laughed a lot. 
yeah, that was Are good. Are spoiling it for anybody? That movie's been out for three weeks. Oh, okay. Well. No, it's been out since May 1st. Oh. It's been out for a month. <laughs> Five weeks, whatever. People have already seen, seen it. See, I don't understand. Why do you think it's like one of the, the fifth highest grossing film of all time? Is it just the hype around it? Because everybody loved Avengers? Absolutely. Okay. It, was hype. it doesn't stand on its own, right? It what now? It doesn't stand on its own as far as how good it was, right? It shouldn't make that much money. No, I mean a lot. I mean critics loved it, but comic book fans were like, "This is not Tony Stark. This is not Iron Man." Because Jennifer loved it. She thought it was like the best Iron Man movie of all three. But Why? she doesn't have that background comic book stuff, you know. Why did she think it was so good? She she liked the kid sidekick. She liked the Tony Stark angle, not the Iron Man angle. She thought the thing with Mandarin was was a good turnabout an hour into the movie. Well, regardless of whether you liked it or not, I think Ben Kingsley did a good job playing both parts. He did. I just wish we could take that part out. Yeah. I. You like, know. I, when it comes out, I'm going to edit that part out. Oh, okay. So it's like he just, after, you know, the Mandarin is doing his press conference stuff, like, he just leaves. He decides to leave and, and let, um, you know, whatever his name was, be the minion. Oh, okay. All right. Well, have fun. Well, you can do that with Windows Movie Maker. So. Can you? Absolutely. I edit stuff all the time. With a DVD? Yeah, you just pull the, the stuff onto your computer and then put it into Windows Movie Maker and you can edit it out. I don't remember any of this. I, I, I never learned any of this in school. I didn't either. How come? Wait a minute. You do this all the time? What do you mean? I send you spreadsheets and everything, and we can't. We're having a hard time with spreadsheets, <laughs> but you can edit movies. I can edit movies, but you give me an Excel Word document, and I'm like, hold on, I need a, a sandwich. <laughs> I mean, I know you're good with Facebook, so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, are we done talking about that? I, I yeah. overall. I'm trying to get upset again. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you upset. <laughs> Overall, I, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping to, but I didn't dislike it. I did. Okay. All this right. is my X-Men first class for you. I, see, and I can relate to that. <laughs> That's fine. Because but I thought I, X-Men first class was awesome. <laughs> what? I told you that. I thought it was great. I freaking hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think Days of Future Past is going to be good. You know what? I'm open to it. I hope so. I, I hope so, too. I mean, there's only every mutant in the Marvel Universe is in it. But other than that, I think hey, what, it's good. What, what do you think about the whole uh, the Quicksilver thing? Yeah, what in the world? I think it's kind of Fox's way to just kind of give it to Marvel and be jerks. Do you think that Mark Millar is going to be able to get a writing job at Marvel now? Well... His name comes is he's a big name though, you know. Yeah. He's a big name and people, you know, numbers go up when you see his name on a book. Yeah, Old Man Logan did great. I loved Old Man Logan. I saw that at the bookstore the other day and I thought about you. You like that one? I told you I love that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> why we do this show together? <laughs> That's why it's good is because we think opposite. 
I can't believe you like that. I forgot about that. I think that's episode number eight or twelve or something. About that. <laughs> it was very early. Yeah, it's old man Jared. <laughs> Don't you ever say that. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Jeff Parker's titles being canceled? Red She-Hulk, Dark Avengers, gone. Uh, I, I think they know. were when they were announced. They were headed that way, you know. Yeah, but I, I don't even know if he's going to be writing for Marvel anymore. Well, he's got to do something. Well, I think he's writing for DC. He's writing... Oh, what is it? I can't remember. Like a digital... I oh, is he writing the Batman thing? Which Batman? Is he yeah, the, the 1960s Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read the Dark Avengers when he was writing it? No, I'm not interested in that team. And then the the I thought you liked the well they started out being the Thunderbolts. You really like the Thunderbolts. I like the original Thunderbolts and I like the Dark Avengers Norman Osborn's team. And then I like the beginning of the Luke Cage team. The Luke Cage Dark Avengers team? No, the Luke Cage when he, I like the original Thunderbolts. Okay. And then when Norman Osborn got them and turned them into Dark Avengers, I like that. And then when Luke Cage got them back and turned them into Thunderbolts, and he had Juggernaut and Songbird and Crossbones on Yeah, that was Jeff Parker. Okay, well, I liked the beginning. And then I, it got, after Doc, Mr. Hyde came in, Troll, I just kind of left. Yeah, I don't think I even read that far. No, the <laughs> art was really good. When, when it first started, Jeff Parker's run, the art was fantastic, but... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even get into the story. I couldn't do it. He's got a third title. What's his third title? Uh, Red She-Hulk, Dark Avengers. What was this other one? Any idea? What makes you say there's a third one? I thought there was. Maybe I'm thinking Thunderbolts. Oh. I know he did the Agents of Atlas, but that was a long time ago. Are you bummed that both of them are being canceled? No. Well, well. Well. I always... <laughs> I always thought that there was a chance that I would go back and reread them. But now that they're being canceled, I have no reason to. Not reread them, but actually go back and catch up and read them. Sure. And uh, I felt that way about Gambit. But now that that's being canceled as well. Yeah. And then Winter Soldier's being canceled. Yeah. Which is weird because the movie's going to come out in basically 12 issues, right? Yeah, it comes out next April. Yeah, so I don't know why they couldn't just hold on unless they're going to relaunch, you think? Yeah, I figure they'd probably do some one-shots or something like that. You don't think they're going to give them a series to hype the movie? I mean, maybe Captain America and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> it might be that, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, but that t- that title, ever since Brubaker... Well, the whole time, Winter Soldier, all 19 issues have been not that good. It's just he Brubaker had a great idea. He executed it perfectly in Captain America, and he's Winter Soldier is one of those characters that only Ed Brubaker should be allowed to write. Yeah, you're probably right. That's just how it is. That's he just, just did a great job. Now, what do you think about this new stuff, the Mighty? Don't really care. At all? It looks it looks bored. Like the cast of characters, who cares? Well, I mean, I don't care. You might care. Those seem like some of your street-level favorites. Whatever you just did to your audio, it sounds perfect now. I'm holding the computer up. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, so it looks like, speculation, we're going to get 
Spider-Man or Luke Cage, Spider-Man, Blue Marvel, Iron Fist, White Tiger, and She-Hulk. Sweet. Do you like She-Hulk? She's cool. I like Iron Man and and uh, I like Iron Man. Iron and, Man's not in it. <laughs> I mean Iron Fist <laughs> and Power Man. My bad. Really, those six characters together, does that sound like a book that you want to pick up? Well, I mean, it depends who's writing it, to be honest with you. Does it say? Um, not that I could find, no. Okay. No. White Tiger, she was good in Daredevil in Brubaker's run. She plays a pretty pretty big part in Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Are you still... Uh, st- Actually, almost all most of those characters do. Spider Man, Iron Fist, um, Power Man, and White Tiger. Huh? Huh? What do you What do you know about all that? Interesting. Huh. Maybe Jeff Loeb is writing this. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> yes. <Get> to go. <laughs> you know what? He may be. Who knows? I don't know if he has a team book. Has he ever had a team book? Uh, I don't know. All right, well, you let, let's go into our uh, definitive reading list, unless there was anything State of the Union you wanted to talk about. Anything else? No, do you have a bumper for definitive reading list? No, but we can do special report. We could do that. Okay. All right. I'm going to... This is what I imagined, okay? When I go through the previews every single week i put them in a spreadsheet i get them from previewsworld.com and put them in a spreadsheet and then i go through and color code them red yellow and green uh i think i kind of do it backwards but red means hey i need to stop and read these right away (laughs) yellow means uh if i get to it i'll try to read it and green means i don't have to read these at all now I'm guessing you probably have two titles in green. <laughs> every week, I probably, that's that's on average. And they're on average, titles. On average, every week I I actually have four. Four green titles. Yeah. You are. I'm proud of you. You're doing <laughs> well, so much better. Some of the, some of these are you know the Marvel Adventures and the the Ultimate stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how many six one six titles do you have in green? Um, not many. I don't think so. Okay, so what I want to do is we're going to go through the titles, and let's just say, you know, tell me if there's anything specific about them. What? Okay, keep this in mind. What do you have to read? Like you're like, oh, I gotta read that when it comes out. And then, which ones do you uh, do you physically collect? And then, which ones do you selectively read? Like, oh, so and so's in this issue. Like uh, Deadpool number ten, Spider-Man's in that, so I'll probably read that one. And then. Um, when do you what makes you drop a title? That sort of thing. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're just gonna go through the list of about fifty of them. Let's do oh it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> a plus X. Um so what am I supposed to say? You tell me you were like, ah oh, yellow. Okay, yellow. I would say that too. Yeah, yellow. All right. Um, any particular reason or no? The stories don't really matter, but I like the X-Men. Okay. All right. All right. So if you you come up with a comment, just say it. All right. Age of Ultron. Uh, 
It's red. Yeah, you have to read it, right? Extremely reluctantly red. All right, what about all new X-Men? Red. I would agree. So far, I've agreed with everything you said. Uh, <laughs> Alpha big time. <laughs> Green. <laughs> okay, for me, that's that's actually red. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I'm interested. It's a Spidey guy? Yeah. Okay, okay Astonishing X-Men. Yellow. I would say that, too. I'm kind of on and off that book. Man, those issues that tied into the you know, extermination, I, I didn't read those. I feel guilty for skipping them, but I don't. You okay. should. <laughs> Avengers. A yellow. Really? It used to be a red. Used to be a red. It's a red for me. I got to read it. Avengers Arena. Oh, that's a red. Okay. Uh, for me, too. All right, Avengers, awesome. Avengers Assemble. Yellow. Okay, really we're doing this for you because most of mine are going to be red anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Avengers Andrew, Assemble. Why don't you just tell us what is yellow and green on your list? No, because I like to hear your the back and forth, man. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I could just post the list. How fun is that? <laughs> okay, Avengers Assemble, I, I read habitually, but I'm not a huge fan of it. So, you know, it should be a yellow, but it's a red. Okay, Avengers: The Enemy Within. That was a one shot. Did you read that? Not yet. It's it's in it's on the the pile of to read. Is it so yellow? I guess. Is it yellow? Okay. All right. Mine was red. All right. Avenging Spider Man. Oh, that's a green. <laughs> really? I haven't read any of them. Oh, dude. When Yost is writing, it's better than Superior Spider Man. This is the six one six Spider Man book right now. Maybe I'll have to get those then. With and I can do that at comiccodes.com. Oh, turn in the <laughs> codes you haven't used. You're gonna have to pay me a residual from this. All this advertising I'm giving you. You know that I will. Not have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cable and X Force. Red. Is it is it red because it's that good or because you're still hooked to it right now? Uh, both. I think it's really good and I like all those most of those people. All right, it's a red right now, but that's wavering on yellow for me. Whoa, why? It just has not grabbed my attention at all. The one, the issue, what was it, issue number seven where it was Daddy's Home um, about Cyclops and Cable, that was good. That was good. But the rest of them, I have not enjoyed a single one. Did you read yesterday's issue? Mm, number what? The one with Hope and the Avengers? No, uh-uh. It's, it's, it's good. I thought it was good. Okay. All right. Good play between Havoc and Captain America. Cool. I got my in-laws in town, so I haven't been able to read that much. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. You need to tell them, hey, Mom and Dad, I need to go read comic books right now. I'll see you later. They're letting, they're letting me do the podcast right now. <laughs> do they own you? No, I asked Jackie. I was We were supposed to do it on Monday, and uh, I was like, okay, so podcast Monday. She's like, ugh. They came here to see you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they probably came to see her a little bit more than you. No offense. Well, her brother, who, her brother and her family, uh, her brother and, and his family came over too. They left today. And uh, he really likes me. And he doesn't like that many people. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's about to deploy. So gotcha. They yeah. So I wanted to make sure I spent time. Well, so what are you missing right now? Um, I don't dinner. I don't know. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, Captain America. Yellow. Okay, for me it's a red, but it's not that good. Yeah, you've been telling me you hate this Dimension Z stuff. Yeah, it's not that good. But, if, uh, you know, if I was honest with myself, it probably should be a yellow. Okay, uh, Daredevil. Green. You know what? Good choice. <gasps> Thank you. Yeah, this, it's a red, I've read every single one. We're on issue 26, but this should be a yellow for me. It's, I'm just hoping that it makes sense and that it's good. <laughs> um daredevil dark knights have you looked into this at all no i will definitely be reading this so this is a red for me uh, be green okay all right i know you don't like daredevil end of days green okay this is definitely a red for me it is a fantastic book <laughs> dark avengers green it is a green for me whoa that makes one green in my list and one, two, three, four, six in yours. Oh, I didn't know you're keeping track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Dark Dark Tower. Any you reading any of the Dark Tower stuff? No. No, that's not six one six. Okay. Green. This for is me Marvel six one six politics, Andy. Okay. All right. Deadpool. Green. Okay, it's green for me also. Good job. Fantastic Four. Green. This is actually red for me, and I actually really enjoy this one. I did not know that you were into it. Yeah, he um, Fraction's doing a great job. He really is. Uh, Fearless Defenders. Um, that'd be like an orange. <laughs> it's in between red and yellow. <laughs> Probably yellow. Okay, yellow. That is a green for me. I have no interest. Oh, well, the last issue was good. It's got all the main Marvel chicks. I I don't care. Well, just look. The cover, the covers at least, are amazing. The covers are good, yes. Like, yes. I wish whoever does the covers would do the whole interior. Because the interiors are, they're so-so. But the cover work, I would buy posters of that guy. The cover is, is very detailed, very intricate. I don't know. He would have to take, like, two or three months to do an issue. Yeah, it's almost like... It's almost like a, a detailed cartoon that's painted. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it, I really, really love that. That's pretty cool. Do you know who does the covers or no? No. Well, we'll have to look that up. All right. Uh, FF. Uh, green. Okay, for me, that's a red. I'm, I'm enjoying that. Now, do, the, do FF and Fantastic Four uh, cross paths at, at all? Um, they did the first couple issues, and then they're going separate directions. Um, right now in FF, a future Johnny Storm has come back, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with that. So do they call their team FF? The Future Foundation. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. All right, Fury Max. Uh, no, that'd be a green. Okay, that's a green for me as well. All right, Gambit. Green. That's a yellow for me. I would like to do it. I'm stuck in the middle of him meeting Pete Wisdom. I cannot take the... No offense, Michael Ball, but I cannot take the British <laughs> stuff. I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't do it. 
<laughs> so I think it's the Pete Wisdom and, and it's the the MI MI thirteen. It's uh-huh. it's rough. I don't know. I, I'm with you, man. The whole English, all that stuff. I just, I just don't care for it. I think I'm just not smart enough to figure out what's going on. <laughs> they, they talk differently and. <laughs> oh well, if you don't get it, I definitely won't get it. <laughs> what? No, I don't think that's the case at all. All right, all right, Hawkeye. Green. Oh, have you I even know. tried it? Yeah, remember we we had Jennifer and and uh, Jackie review issue number one. <laughs> this book is the best book <laughs> that Marvel's putting out right now. <laughs> Why? It's so good. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> well, Jackie liked it. Jackie and Jennifer both liked it, right? No, Jennifer didn't like it. No, I don't think she did. But Jackie was like, the background colors correlate to the... And I was like, whoa, I didn't even catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, Indestructible Hulk? Um, Yellow. Okay, I have read every single one so far, but it really should be a yellow. This this book is going nowhere. It's sad, because Hulk is is awesome they need to stop crapping all over him it's mark wade and and he's 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 writing it the same way he's writing daredevil it's just not interesting at all i love mark wade i think he's a great writer but he's kind of bombing i mean his daredevil stuff is critically acclaimed i mean i don't think it's anywhere near as good as bendis's or brubaker's but you know whatever what are you gonna do uh iron man uh, yellow. I I'm enjoying this book. It's a red, not as much as Fantastic Four, but um, it's all right. I mean, I I start I read every num almost every number one with Marvel now, and if it didn't catch me in the first issue, I I didn't go on. Oh, I tell you, I tell you this: the first three or four issues of this were terrible, but now it's doing okay. But see, that's the thing: each issue's four bucks. You know, you have 16 bucks to invest into these four issues that suck. You know, Marvel needs to, if they're going to be charging me four bucks or anybody four bucks, they need to get it together. I agree. I'm going to write them a letter. I agree. Do you do you have cable? Do you pay for cable or satellite? No. Okay, so you just do the regular digital channels? Yeah, we just have six stations. Okay. All right. Wow. Because I'm, you know, I I obviously buy a, a lot of comics, and that's really where all my money goes for entertainment. So, because we don't have cable or satellite or, you know, anything, we have we have streaming Netflix, which is eight dollars a month, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was sitting down, I'm trying to work on my budget, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, here are my bills, here's what we spend on entertainment, and you know, a huge part of my budget goes to comics. I think Jackie needs to get a job then. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Not going down this road. (laughs) Okay, Journey into Mystery. Oh, just for Scott, green. (laughs) (laughs) I I really thought you were going to (laughs) change. It's a green for me as well. I'm sure it's well written, Scott. (laughs) Scott says it's like the best thing ever ever made <laughs> <laughs> okay what well, do you read the um do you read the comic uh movie tie-ins like the this one that just came out a couple weeks ago the word dark world prelude number one no 
Okay, I don't read those either. All right, what about Morbius? Green. Huge green. I have been reading that, and it's okay. It should be a yellow, but if I've been reading it habitually, I'm saying it's a red. Did it get canceled yet? No, which I am very surprised. It'll be there any any day now. It's going to be canceled. (laughs) Probably. And they'll say, well, it's just a six-issue limited series. <laughs> it was, it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's not outstanding. You know, it's good standalone stuff. Uh, what about New Avengers? That would be a red. So New Avengers more than Avengers, because you said Avengers was a yellow. Yes, Avengers gives me a headache, but I like New Avengers. Okay, all right, that's a red for me as well. What about Nova? Yellow. Okay, that's a red for me. You know what's not on this list? Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Let's add that in here. I give that a yellow too. Where'd you get this list? I made this list. Oh. <laughs> okay, I gave it a red. What are you laughing at? You couldn't have like typed in Marvel solicitations, May. <laughs> I basically did. I mean, I told you I put it. I put every week. I put it into a spreadsheet, and so I just copied a whole month's worth. Oh, okay. okay. And deleted the duplicates. Okay. All right, Red She-Hulk. Green. Yep, green for me. Savage Wolverine. Green. The art is wonderful in this book. Uh, the story is terrible, but the art is wonderful. I, I give it a red. And is Zeb Wells is going to be coming on, so I'm excited about that. Is that Frank Cho? Yeah. I like his art. Oh, it's good. He's very talented. Uh, it's But it's going to be Joe Mad now. Oh, love him. I'll definitely pick that up then. Okay, Zeb Wells and Joe Mad. Can't go wrong. All right, Scarlet Spider. Uh, green. Really? Yeah. It's a red for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that you loved him. He's good. All right, Secret Avengers. Um, Yellow. You know, it's a red, but it should be a yellow. I, I need to drop this book. I, I'm not having fun with that book at all. I'm surprised you can follow everything that's going on. In... You should work at Marvel. <laughs> because you've got... I mean, if you can... I can't follow that many titles and know, still have you know a sane, coherent thought. You're like Tom Brevoort. He just knows everything that's always happening. I'm nowhere near like that. All right. I, mean, I could be your assistant for the X-Men titles. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I don't know any <laughs> of the X-Men stuff going on. I just go from title or uh, week to week. Um, Superior Spider-Man is definitely a red for me. Even though I hate it, I need to know what happens to Spider-Man. <laughs> well, you can chalk that up in my yellow category. Okay, yellow. I, I can email you this list after we're done. Okay. I'll Thanos see. Rising. That is a red. That's a red for me, too, even though the art is killing me. I think Scott is probably, like, having a, a hemorrhage right now. Thor, God of Thunder? Oh, uh, that would be a green. It is a very high red for me. Oh. It is so good. Why is it so good? Um, the art is wonderful. I know you don't like Asad Ribic. Um... But the story that Jason Aaron is crafting about how 
this one entity is trying to get rid of all the gods throughout the entire universe, multiverse, every pantheon. How he's enslaving gods to to do that, and the the myths that he's creating, the lore he's creating, it's just it's it's very creative. It's wonderful. Hmm. Thunderbolts. Oh, that'd be uh, probably a green. <laughs> Uh, this should be a red, or this should be a yellow for me. It just has not been doing it, but I read every single one, so it's a red. <laughs> uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Huge green. There's a huge red for me. That is a wonderful book. You read Ultimate Spider-Man? Oh, dude, I've, yeah, I have read every single Ultimate Spider-Man ever. Oh, Andy. It, this last one, number 23, was one of the best ever. Why? It's so good. So much character development and interaction and you feel for these characters. Like like when I read when I read uh, X-Men. Okay, all new X-Men, I'm watching a story happen. But when I read Ultimate Spider-Man, I'm living out that story. Mm. Does that make sense? Like because you cuz you're Hispanic? I, I, we prefer Latino. Sorry. <laughs> no, because because I put myself in their shoes. Like, how would I react to this? How would I feel about this? And because the writing is is very um, real and conversational that Bendis does. And yeah, some people don't like it. But like, if I were to say, well, well, you know, and hesitate like that, he writes that in there. So I get the feeling he's not he's not giving you an idea. He's giving you the emotion behind the the content of that idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that makes it so that I can really go into that story and interact with those characters on a level that with Avengers, with Hickman's Avengers, um, I'm just watching a story unfold and I'm looking for the details and saying, okay, this is very intricate. This is very interesting. Where's it going to go? I'm fascinated by the ideas. On Bendis's Avengers and just like Ultimate Spider-Man, I was in there and I was like, how in the world would I, if if I were Luke Cage, how would I deal with my family in, in this situation, being in, in, in danger this whole time? And... See what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's why Ultimate Spider-Man is a, is a big red for me. But it's not 616, so what's the point? <laughs> uh... Have you read Superior Spider-Man? Do you know what's going on in that book? Superior? Yeah. Um, I read like the first two issues. Yeah, well, that's a good enough answer for why you should be reading Ultimate Spider-Man. I, when Ultimate Spider-Man first came out, I read it to like issue 70 or 80. And then it just started to trail off for me. You, you need to read from the point where Peter Parker died on. Oh, that's sad. It really, it really was. I cried. I like Peter Parker. You cried? Yeah. Well, I think we should talk about that. <laughs> Feel free to. Do you want to? <laughs> um, no, I need to prepare a little bit. Oh, great. You know what? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't cry when he died. Well, uh, no, I did. I did, but I cried during the funeral. That was rough. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. No, it's. It's sad when people cry. <laughs> it's interacting with a character that, that you love. You know, it's not yeah. sad. It's, you know, whatever. All, All right. All the Peter Parkers in every universe are dead. 
Moving on, idiot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ultimate Comics Ultimates. <laughs> That's just a stupid title. No, green. That's green for me as well. I've never read anything past the first volume. Ultimate Comics Wolverine. Green. Green for me. Ultimate Comics X-Men. Green. Green for me. This is Marvel 616 politics. (laughs) Uncanny Avengers. That's a red. Really? Yeah. Is it a red for you? It's a red for me right now, but it was very it was dangerously close to becoming a yellow with the red skull thing. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was bad. But now it's yeah. I, now it's back on track. It's kind of like when Joss Whedon and and Cassidy did Astonishing X-Men. It's like does it fit into continuity? Does it not? There's supposed to be a big payoff, you know. Yeah. You mean at the end or the gifted storyline? I mean their whole thing, people the whole 24 issue run, people are like, where does this fit in? It's really good, kind of parts of it are kind of, you know? Yeah. I have the same feeling with this. Is like, some parts are really good, and some parts I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Or where does this happen? I feel that way too. Any The, the interaction between Wanda and Rogue is just terrible. I'm more, I'm more interested in Remender continuing his story from the Dark Angel saga. Me too. And that's really the only reason I read that title because I can't stand Havoc. I don't no. like I don't like his writing on Wanda. Me too. And Rogue. His, Captain America took a back seat. Yeah. And then Sunfire shows up. What? His Thor is pretty good, but I agree. It's it. I think he's kind of taken the Rogue and the Scarlet Witch from the early '80s, late '70s, and put them here, and kind of ignored the past 30 years of development. It's definitely a hard title to read for me. Yeah. Okay. But the Apocalypse stuff is cool. Yes, that is cool. Yeah. Um, Uncanny X-Force. Um, that's a red. Okay, I feel the same way about this book as I do Uncanny Avengers. It is so difficult to read and get through. Yes, it is. I'm with you. Because I want to, it's like, I want to like this so bad, but it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is with that. I, I'm, well, surprised, I'm surprised to hear you say that. Well, because it's not a, it's a weird team. The weird stuff with Bishop and the Demon Bear stuff. It's like, uh. Are you excited about Bishop being back? It, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I want to explain because he's got his arm back and he's possessed by the Demon Bear. And how do you take back someone who killed Professor X and chased Hope and Cable for years and then killed almost the whole world? Now, killed Professor X, you mean shot him or what do you mean? He shot him, killed him, but then they put his brain back together in X-Men Legacy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That book. Oh, man. (laughs) Mike Carey's X-Men Legacy. It's almost as good as the one now. Oh, I think this one's much worse. (laughs) All right. uh, Uncanny X-Men. That would be red. Now, I thought you were down on this book a little bit. Oh yeah, but it's a it's again it's just one of those I need to know what's going on though. Okay, all right, good, all right. Venom, that's a red for me. Well, wait, what are you for Uncanny X? Oh, uh, I'm a red also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Venom is a green. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care what happens to Eddie Brock or Flash Thompson at all? Uh, not so much. Okay. Really. Venom is. I am such a '90s kid, you know. Yeah. Got to work on growing. <laughs> so. So you would like Venom if he was back 
the way he was exactly. would read like, the title? Oh yeah, like you know the um, you know give me the '90s X Men and Spider Man cartoons in comic book form, and I'm a happy guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that too. All right, Winter Soldier. Oh no, that's a green. Okay, I'll finish out the series, but it's terrible. So it's a red for me as long as it's around. Yeah, I mean, as long as you've, you've come this far, you might as well finish it up. Right, right. Wolverine by Paul Cornell. Uh, that's a yellow. Okay. It should be a yellow for me because... Actually, it should be a green because I am not liking this book at all. But uh, it's a red. I, got, I have a problem. You do. Yeah. <laughs> how can you... How can you how can you say, okay, I know what's going on in the Marvel Universe if you don't read all the titles? That's what, that's what I want to know. Like, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine red so far for you. That's all you have. You only read nine titles a month? Because I keep up with all the message boards and I read all that kind of stuff and get people's opinions and all the news articles. So I have a good understanding of what's going on. Okay, let me ask you this then. When I don't when... know every single thing, Andy. What? I said I don't know every single thing. No, 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 no. I'm not going to test you. I, I, what I'm saying is when when somebody says, oh, my goodness, the past six issues of Wolverine have been fantastic, and it's Wolverine number you know 13 through 19 or whatever, and do you jump on on number 19, or do you jump on where they say it's been fantastic, or do you say, well, I have no idea what's going on. i got to read all the way back from number one to number 19. No, I mean, I say why is what I say. Why is it so good? What's what's so good about it? Well, what would make you jump on a book that you are not reading? Um, <clears throat> characters, usually. Characters are the writer. So if it's a new writer, then you're going to jump on? I mean, if it's like all of a sudden Chris Yost is writing it, I'll probably jump on it. If Storm is making a six-issue appearance, I'll jump on it. If it's guest starring the X-Men, I'll jump on it. Or if it's um, like New Avengers, you know, I read that because... I, I love the whole Illuminati thing. So if there's some kind of cool concept or something that interests me, that's what I'm going to jump into. Well, then I am going to have to try that. I'll get back to you. <laughs> With what? There's there's a lot of books I could turn to yellow, you know? Well, but there's nothing. I mean, if you are enjoying it, Andy, then go for it. Yeah, some of these I'm not. But, like, I have hope that they're going to get better. Like, Wolverine the X-Men, this is the next one on the list. Wolverine the X-Men 29 was amazing, I thought. Well, comparatively. But the it's we're on number 30, and I've only liked Wolverine the X-Men 1, 17, and 29. What? <laughs> For real? Yes! You didn't like the dating issue? No! Oh, I thought that was good. <laughs> you mean the one where Kitty and, 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 and Colossus were there? No, where Kitty and Iceman go on a date and Wolverine and Storm go on a date. Ah, uh, it was okay. What was that, 18? Uh, I think it was like 24. Okay. Yeah, that was okay. That would be a yellow. Yeah. I mean, the Frankenstein stuff was rough, but... Oh, that's that was awful. Other than that, I think it's been a good... It's a different... I mean, each X-Men book seems to serve a different purpose. Yeah, it's, that's how it should be, yes. And this one, I think, really kind of serves that that strange side 
I mean, what what would you expect if you have Wolverine running a school? It's going to be kind of out there. Yeah, but it's not like how I imagined it at all. I imagined it to be like the Grant Morrison run about the school. But Wolverine wasn't running it, you know? When you've got somebody that shouldn't be running a school running a school, this is what you get. Yeah. Maybe if I had more standalone issues instead of six issues or four issues about Logan's brother coming back, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I, I want good stories like somebody say, hey, this is this is what I imagine would happen if Wolverine was running the school. This scenario would take place. One issue. And then the next issue. Same thing. But then it would be like, oh, it's a bunch of one shots and it wouldn't be it wouldn't make any sense. I'm fine with one shots and like no more than three three issues in a story arc. That's what I say. For a book like this. I think there has to be some continuity when you've got so many characters. Well, yeah, you, know, you have development like... and growth and everything. And you have, like, uh, obviously, Paul Jenkins' run on Peter Parker, Spider-Man. He kept the same, like, Peter keeping that piece of cheese in his refrigerator. The entire run of the series was a common thread throughout it, and it kind of mirrored his character development of how he couldn't hold on to stuff and he was trying to grow up and everything. But they were all no no more than three issue story arcs. But it was the same writer. It was the same piece of cheese, too. But but what you're saying is you want different writers to come in and say what they would see. No, 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 no. No, the same writer. Same writer. Oh. Well, sorry about your luck. <laughs> all right, so Wolverine the X-Men, you think it's a red? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Wolverine Max. Oh, that's a green. I tried to read that. First two issues. It's a green. I cannot read that. Yeah, no. It's not 616. Well, that's true. All right, X-Factor. Yellow. Okay, that's a red for me. Really? You like all that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have fun with it. I, I like Peter David's writing for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he could write... It almost doesn't matter what characters he writes as long as it's long form for him. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's a long form story, but he 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 kind of has a Claremont feel to him, don't you think? Absolutely, sure does. Yeah, and so that I can get behind, you know. And I really do need to read, go back and read the Claremont stuff. But he's got a long story in mind, and he's got different arcs, and then sometimes ones and twos. But for a team book, I think you need a a, a, a long story arc. But I don't think the Wolverine, the X Men, is a team book. It's more of a school setting with different characters you can play with. Yeah, he's like <clears throat> one of the last ones that Marvel still allows to do that. You know, it's kind of cool that X Factor it pertains to stuff, but it's kind of in its own corner all by itself. They're leaving Peter David alone, letting him write these characters like he wants to, and it is. You're right. It's like the old Claremont long form stuff. Now you and, know that that's ending soon here. Yes, the death of X Factor. Yeah. It was interesting you said the piece of cheese because in his original X-Factor run in the 90s, there was a running gag about getting a jar of mayonnaise open. Oh, really? For like 25 issues. It was really good. I might have to go back and read that. I think I would probably like that. I think I liked it. It was good 90s stuff. Kill me, though. You what? I think the art would kill me, though, on something like that. Why? I wouldn't like the art because it wouldn't feel modern enough for to me. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, yeah, 
it's and Larry Stroman, some of his stuff is a little rough. Hmm. But um, all right, the new adjectiveless X Men. Red. Okay, I'll put, I'll put it as a red as well. Legacy. Green. Right now it's a green for me, but I would <laughs> I would love to make it a yellow. I would love to try. You know, I will flip. I guess maybe it should be a yellow, but I don't read it. I just flip through it, and if I see Storm, I read what she says, and then I put it back. <laughs> Why do you do that? What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, you just want to know the words that come out of her mouth, or you want to know her part of the story, or you just want to look at her picture, or like, what is? How can yeah. you just read one character in a book? Well, because I don't. Because X Men Legacy is so awful. I don't care about Legion and anything. I tried reading the first few issues and it's so bad. But now I know Storm pops up every once in a while, so I'll read just to make sure she doesn't say anything crazy or off the wall, and then I put it back. So how do you gauge in general? Do you look at the previews and then you gauge? Okay, I'll, I'll read this and this and this, and it switches all the time. Like if you look at the, if I look at the title, you know, Ultimate Comics Ultimates number twenty-four. I have no idea. Well, that's a bad example. Uh, Wolverine number three. I have no idea what's going on in that book, but you look at the previews to see if you would want to read it. Yeah, I mean, I read all the previews when the solicita- solicit solicitations come out. I read everything. Do you put those on the Facebook page every month? No. Should I be? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Sorry. I'll make sure that happens next time. No, that's all right. Where do you go to get the solicitations? Um, they're always released at noon, like on a Tuesday or something, the third week of the month, or I don't know what it is. Like, usually go to comic book resources. Okay. All right. Uh, last one, Young Avengers. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I have all the issues, so yellow? Okay. I, I moved this to a yellow. Just, it's, it's so terrible, man. But really, what, I mean, the whole thing is just Wiccan's costume. <laughs> yeah just like, that is the focal point no it's if you like kid loki i mean i know i know that's that's what people call him if you like loki um it could be okay but he's really the only interesting character in in that book i think it you know when the young avengers first came out it was cool and it was a new concept and stuff but i think they kind of by not writing it from the get-go by just having a short little series and letting it not do anything they kind of lost some of the the heat and the fire going with it yeah i can see that but well i think that that was pretty informative you know what i'll go back here let me let me real quick add up (laughs) how many i have here how many red i have and then i'm gonna go through this and i'm gonna do my best for you for you to see if i can cut this number down i think it's good that you do it man i just i couldn't 46. 46. 46 reds. You have 46 reds. Yeah, and five yellows. And 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 green. Wow. So, yeah, that's about that's about four, four a week. Yeah. Wow. Well, but you kind of know what's going on in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, and that's an upside. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like A plus X because it's 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 the kind of stories I like, just the one off stories, you know, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't count for anything. So mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of book I can't I can't get off of that, you know. Yeah, it's 
thumb through it. All right, all right, all right. Well, thanks for going through that with me, the definitive reading list. <laughs> Um, what, what would you say uh, off the top of your head? Let's, let's, let's give the listeners the top five books they have to be reading according to you. Cause obviously 42 of them, you know, n- nobody's going to read all that. So, uh, my top five would be Avengers arena, all new X-Men, X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men. <laughs> and for the fifth one, Probably Cable and X-Force. You feel that strongly about that book? It's very old school X-Force for me. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Hawkeye, All New X-Men, Ultimate Spider-Man, Avengers, and X-Factor. How can you say Ultimate Spider-Man? This is the 616 podcast. I'm telling you, it's a great book, man. Then we might as well include Batman. (laughs) Now that's just silly. Well, we might as well just be the Marvel Politics podcast. (laughs) That doesn't have a ring to it. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, let's move on. All right, current events. Yes. Okay, we're going to do three books this evening. Uh, They're going to be Wolverine and the X-Men 29, X-Men number one, and Age of Ultron number nine. Now, Andy, why are we doing Wolverine and the X-Men 29 when 30 has already come out? That's a good question, uh, because I've... this. Because this was kind of like a um, an oasis in the desert here. Um, <laughs> it was after the dog Logan story and before the um, Hellfire Saga, Kid Hellfire Club Saga. Okay. It was kind of a good setup issue, and I, you know, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I wanted to talk to you about a couple things about it. Okay. Just wanted to make sure our listeners understood. Gotcha. All right. Let's uh, let's start out. We'll do the Wolverine, the X Men number twenty nine. All right. Uh, the cover. We see an older, I mean, obviously it's old man Logan right there. And he's standing up on top of stuff, looking out over the school. And you can see that the school is grown up and it's in the future. The Jean Grey School of Tomorrow. Um, Okay, so basically they're all gathered around and they are putting a time capsule in the ground. Um uh, I read this last week, so help me out if I forget anything. They're putting the time capsule on the ground, um, and then they bury it, and later on, 25 years later, um, the old Banths find it, and they uh, show it to Wolverine, and Wolverine comes back, and he's trying to. he looks through it, and he finds a book, and I don't think we understand what that book is yet, but it turns out to be ID's Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then he goes up in space to an old dead Sentinel's head. It's Space Station X, and he, or he's talking to um, iBoy, who is 25 years older, who I thought this was kind of cool. He's looking at all these screens and everything, and he, I wonder if Aaron had this in mind from the beginning, 
because it just makes sense that he would be running surveillance, right? Absolutely. I thought that was a good touch. I thought that was a good use of of him. If he felt like a normal character for a second, even though he looks completely terrible and disgusting. Um, so then he finds out somebody's having he's breaking into the space station as Wolverine, and he's trying to get through. Um, he sets off the alarm, and they have to start fighting all these robots and everything. And so he is trying to go back in time, or no? He tries to open up a box, right? And it's the box that his brother, dog Logan, gave him or mm-hmm. left. You there? Yeah. Okay. So he's got the key to it. And Logan earlier, 25 years earlier, had was trying to open it everything he could, but he, uh, he couldn't get it open. So he throws it from the future somehow and... Uh, hits Logan while he's burying the time capsule. He opens it up. Uh, the Logan from the past opens it up. There's a note that says, thanks, bub, and good luck, L. And he has a key in it. And then we go back to Logan, and uh, he meets up with the kid Hellfire guy, and he's all about it. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll join up the Hellfire Academy, which I think is supposed to mirror the, the Jean Grey school. Um, and so... He, Logan has the key, and we're kind of going back and forth here between two scenes and two times or three times. You have Logan opening the box. You have uh, old man Logan looking back, and he says, we can't go back and relive it. We can't ever make it perfect. We can only make certain we never forget it. And so uh, he gave him the key, and now he's opening the box. Wolverine from the past is opening the box. He finds hmm. an old wooden ship and raft in the box that he and um, his brother used to play with or his half-brother used to play with. And that's kind of where it ends, but then there's an epilogue of Idy um, and she's tying up Brew uh, next to the statue because he's out of his mind. He was shot in the head. And uh, she pretty much abandons everybody and goes and meets up with the, the Hellfire Academy because she thinks that she's worthless. Ever since she killed that guy in schism she has had nothing but trouble she is very um psychologically hurt about that so and that's that's the book i thought i thought this out of everything uh all the wolverine the x-men this was pretty good the arts the arts good i think um it was a good use of the characters it made sense um and i'm i'm interested to see where it goes so I'm not interested in the Hellfire Academy. I'm not interested in ID at all, but I am. I I do. I think it's interesting that in this book and Age of Ultron, we have people Wolverine coming back in time. It's it's strange to me, but you know, what do you think about this? Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I thought it was really good. For me, like I liked all of the little Easter eggs throughout, from you know, like the Sentinel head to. Them talking about the the clan, the Sidorak clan. Um, uh, now, what is the what is the Sentinel head? What is that supposed to be? No, I mean they're just they they're using different things from X Men lore. It's still in the future. Like I ah. guy I man talks about sending Thunderbird and and Phoenix after somebody, and these are Archangel bots, and the people that are on prom court are all children of different X-Men, and there's Krakoa Corps, and uh, Captain China, and the Wakanda Sky City, and 
Shark Woman's X Force Squad. Like I like all those kind of little things. I thought that really put this future piece together. Gotcha. Do you see what I'm saying? Like all the Easter eggs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I just I didn't like that as much because I don't like the character, so I'm not interested in what they're gonna do in the future. You know. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't just say, well, whatever happened in the past doesn't matter. It kind of makes you, it makes you want to say, oh, Shark Girl has her own X-Force squad. Who's on that squad? And what's the background knowledge of the, the clan of the Sidorak? And when they say Thunderbird and Phoenix, who do they mean? And who's Charlene Xavier and Rose Logan and she Sentinel number 17 and Summer Gray? And now it says, you know, Sasquatch is teaching 25 years in the future at the Jean Grey school. How did that come about? And that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it piques your curiosity. That's great. I like that. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah, I thought it was good. Well, good. Awesome. I think that that's one of the best issues uh, that Wolverine and the X-Men have had. So. Yeah, I think the, the art was decent. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't Jim Lee or anything, but it was decent. It wasn't hard to... You know, I didn't have trouble following what was going on you know all right all right well let's move on to you want to move on to the next one sure we'll do x-men number one all right so x-men number one is the all ladies x-men squad um starts out with jubilee with a baby in tow is on her way to reach the x-men a man is on her tail following her and she's very scared so she stops at a train station to tell the x-men that she's on her way but they say they'll meet her. The X ladies arrive um, on a train that Jubilee's taking to, to the Jean Grey school. Um, while John, while, and while this happens, John Sublime shows up at the Jean Grey school and mysteriously surrenders to Rachel Summers. Meanwhile, on the train, Jubilee's telling the X ladies about how she acquired the baby. But unbeknownst to them, the baby gets into the circuits of the train, speeds it up, and it's moving towards another train. She also kills the conductors. Thinking it's the man following Jubilee, the X-Men quickly move into action and divert the train from colliding with the oncoming locomotive. Back at the school, Sublime reveals he's come to the X-Men for aid against his sister, Archaea, who can possess machines similar to how he possesses people. Rachel mentions that Jubilee has just arrived with a baby. Sublime flips out, revealing that he's been following her and that Archaea is here to destroy everyone. Located in the sub-basement of the school, the Omega Sentinel awakens, calling herself Archaea. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, that was a really good summary. <laughs> good job. I love this issue. I Did you? Really, really good. What did you like about it? Well, I mean, the art to me was just, I could frame every page around the house. I, I just thought it was beautiful. Um, the last page is really good. The Omega Sentinel. Yeah, it's creepy. <clears throat> You know, I really I just thought the the art was wonderful. Um, this is something that fans have been talking about since I got into comic books in 92 about when are we going to have an all female team? And here it is. Finally, you know, 2013, 20 years later, it's here. Um, I love the, the group itself. I couldn't have picked a better cast. The only way I would have made a better cast is probably to put Dazzler on it. But. Other than that, I thought the cast was awesome. It sets up a huge threat in John Sublime because he, I mean, he, all of Grant Morrison's run, he ran the show. Right, so right. now 
his sister, who's j- probably just as powerful, is the big bad guy in this. Um, so not only is that really cool, they've got a big villain. It's not just like, oh, we got to fight Sabretooth or another villain of the week. Not only that, but they have to fight one of their own with it being the Omega Sentinel, also a female. Um, there's a subplot, a little subplot with Mercury and Bling getting into an altercation. Uh, I'm sure that'll be picked up upon in the next few issues. Uh, I think it really did a great job of spotlighting Rogue in the Rogue that I grew up with, the, the tough Rogue, um, the Rogue that flies and that has super strength. and um, She's caring, but she's tough. Uh, she doesn't always make the best decisions. I, I, I just thought the whole issue was really, really great. I liked it too. I, I was uh, I was skeptical just because um, Brian Wood's stuff on the X-Men before never caught my attention. But if you want to catch my attention, talk about John Sublime. Um, I really am interested in what's going on with him. He, he showed up for a little bit before, right? Uh, a few years ago? Yeah. Who was writing? What title was that? Um, I do not remember. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, oh, no. It was Fraction and Uncanny. Okay. He was making his own uh, his own uh, X-Men team. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, so he wasn't fully utilized then. I'm, I'm wondering what he's going to be doing here. Uh, you know, I wonder how Jubilee got the baby. I wonder, if, is Jubilee still a vampire? They said that she is, but uh, a lot of reviews noted that she didn't look very vampiric or whatever, but Brian Wood said she's still a vampire. Okay. All right. Well, I kind of like how they're... He'll acknowledge that, but not make that huge use of that you know um i like how they use the school as a background um i I like you know uh one of the criticisms i heard about this is that there there were no defining characteristics of of the of each individual of the team okay well this is the strong person this is the one who flies off the handle this is the one who has it together and everything um i saw a little bit of that i saw a lot of character you know i think you have to know that storm is the one in control uh rachel is the one that has the mental you know but psylocke is mental as well but she's more of a physical uh, presence than than rachel um you have kitty who is trying to take a leadership position but is kind of a junior member uh, it was good it was good dynamic it was good art the art was a little rough it looked unfinished but it still still was good i'm very interested to see where this goes and I would say that I am interested in an all-female X team. I, I like the the interactions and um and the man the last page where Omega Sentinel comes out. Now the last time we saw her, I think she died. Um, Generation Hope was trying to, or X Men Legacy, I can't remember which one was trying to rebuild a city in San Francisco or a suburb in San Francisco after um. The sk- after Prelude to Schism or something? After the Sentinels attacked? Do you remember this? Vaguely. And I think Omega Sentinel was was in there and she lost control of her powers and they had to destroy her. Mm. And so that's why she was in that sub-basement lab. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I thought it was interesting. It's like you said, you know, a lot of people said... Well, I mean, the critiques that we heard were, you know, there wasn't character development, but you picked up on it. You were able to see, I mean, each character had their own, they kind of stepped out as, you know, Storm was telling people what's going on. She was kind of leading the whole bunch. Rogue was the powerhouse. Kitty was the infiltrator. 
Psylocke was had the bow and arrow, and then she had the her mental powers pointed at his head. So she's like the one that will cut you. Uh, Rachel was the interrogator. I, I think it did have character development, and I think it came together very organically. In that it wasn't like, all right, if you're a girl, let's go. It makes sense that these would be six of the people around the school. They're veteran X-Men, and they would naturally go to save Jubilee, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I see. I think that he's going to develop different character traits uh, more pronounced in in follow-up issues. So I'm really looking forward to it. I wish this was like every week. I'm really pumped for this series. It sounds like you're crumpling up your laptop and then uncrumpling it. Sorry, I was trying to adjust so you could hear me better. Well, you're doing a fantastic job on that. Okay, well, I'll stop moving. All right, let's go on to Age of Ultron, number nine. Overall, right off the bat, what do you think of this? Give me a go, no go, yes, good, bad. Awful. Okay, awful, okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let's see if I can be succinct here. All right, basically... Uh, nope, can't be succinct. Lafay, <laughs> <laughs> right Morgan, what's her name? Morgana, Morgan, Lafay. Morgan Lafay. Morgan Lafay attacks uh, in the future in the Age of Ultron timeline. She attacks uh, with her dragons and Doombots, and she attacks a shield, a couple shield ships, and they collide, and then there's a giant explosion. Wolverine survives, and then he says, we got to fix this. This is ridiculous. I have to go back in time again. Uh, Tony Stark says, no, don't do it. He's lying on the ground almost dead, and he's like, don't do it. Time is a real, live, living, breathing thing, and you're going to break it, man. And uh, Wolverine says, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. So (laughs) then we go back years ago in the previous issues, uh, Wolverine killed Hank Pym, and that is what made the Age of Ultron. Um, so he goes and he's about to kill him. They start fighting. Um, but this is not the Wolverine that we just saw. Uh, we, he, that Wolverine busts in and says, Hey man, you Wolverine number two, you shouldn't be doing this. Now Wolverine who is trying to kill Hank Pym is the one that we're familiar with in the 616. Um, the second one is the one that traveled back from the age of Ultron after killing Hank Pym. So the one in the old school costume already has killed Hank Pym. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So he says, you can't do this. It doesn't work. It causes more problems. Hank is in the background going, well, what's going on? Who are you guys? Oh, I make a robot. Oh, well now I won't do it. Hey, yay, we fixed it. Uh, they kind of go back and forth and they say, well, maybe I'll put a program in there that, Eventually, it'll self-destruct, which if that is how this whole thing ends, that's going to suck. Oh, guess what? There's a program in there. Um, <clears throat> Hank Pym takes off his shirt, and he's, you see some nasty slashes from Wolverine, which... Did you when did you read this? Yeah. Okay, when, when you saw this, were you like, holy cow, his stomach is about to fall out of his body. Yeah. But he just puts some... So he just wraps it up. Yeah. That's 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 what I thought. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. I got some gauze. <laughs> so anyway, uh, <laughs> they pretty much say we can't kill him. We got to figure out something else. Um, and it says, how do I do this exactly? Is the last thing we see. Hank Pym, he says, okay. So all I have to do is create an artificial intelligence that doesn't exist yet. Put a time release program inside of it that doesn't exist yet. Make myself forget about it and go about my life. 
how do I do this exactly? <laughs> so then it cuts to the Savage Land in Antarctica, and we don't find out. So I guess that's the big reveal next issue, which is the last issue. The two Wolverines are talking. They say, now there's two of us. What are we going to do? We can't both go back um, because they're a time paradox. It's not a straight line, linear time thing. So if one kills the other, you won't have a loop where he's always going to be killing the other. So basically, the guy who killed Hank Pym says, you know what you need to do. Um, Get it done. And the guy who we're familiar with the 616 Wolverine goes ahead and kills him and says, okay, we got to go. At the end, it looks like Ultron somehow comes alive to Hank Pym just happens to at the exact same time that they leave. And he says, just like you, I'm alive. No need to plug me in daddy. And then uh, to be concluded. Hallelujah. what do you think? No, you're giving the review. Oh, I like, I think the only thing that I like about this is that we saw Wolverine, or we know that Wolverine killed Wolverine. We didn't even see it. But I think that's the only thing I like about this. I thought that was a cool (laughs) idea. I thought it was a cool idea how he was like, okay, well, we got to take care of this, and I'll go ahead and sacrifice my life, and you got to kill me. And the only way to kill Wolverine is to cut off his head, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know that that's what had to happen. Yeah, but other than that, it's kind of like, oh my goodness, how much longer can we draw this out? Well, how in the world is this going to end that we're all going to be okay with? Well, Angela's going to come back and fix everything. Is that what's going to happen? She's going to come back. She's not going to fix everything. It's going to be like an epilogue type thing. I don't know, man. What do you think? To me, this is worse than Fear Itself. And I thought Fear Itself was really bad. This is not worse than Fear Itself. Oh, it's not even on the same page. No, 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 no. no. Fear Itself was worse because it affected the entire Marvel Universe. This thing is pretty isolated. We don't really see this really. I mean, they're trying to tell us it affects the whole Marvel Universe by having, you know, Wolverine the X-Men 27 AU or whatever. But it doesn't. I mean, this is this is a standalone story, man. But that's that's the problem. It's this big. This is the thing that's been years in the making, you know. Yes. This is, he's been talking about this for years. It's it a. Le- to, it was going to be awesome because Age of Ultron. Just the name alone, Age of Ultron, like Age of Apocalypse. That was mind blowing. So when Apo- Ultron takes over the world and the heroes have to overcome it, that's a good story. I would love to read that. This was not that at all. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. And with fear itself, at least there were ramifications upon the Marvel Universe. It did affect it. This is something I was told, and it has all these tie-ins that's supposed to be this huge thing that's going to change the Marvel Universe forever, and it sucks. Okay, so wait. Let me get this straight. We both agree that this is bad. Yeah. Okay, but you say that fear itself was better because it was bad, but it affected the Marvel Universe, whereas I say, no, this is better because it's bad and it doesn't affect the Marvel Universe. Yes, if again, some... we're just opposites. <laughs> if, something, if something sucks this bad, I don't want it anywhere near the stuff I like. You're like, oh, fear itself was, it, it was terrible. I hope it 
has ramifications. No, I guess I'm just like, I wish it wouldn't have happened. Because what is the point of telling me that it's this big thing? And I know, I know in the comic books next month or the month after, half the titles are going to reference when Ultron came or something. They're going to. You know it's going to happen. I'll give you... I mean... <laughs> never mind. This, It's not going to... I, I don't think that this is going to... People are going to forget about this. People are going to be like, uh, uh, you know. I hope so. It's so awful. I hope Marvel issues an apology to everyone. Well, That's it's just so awful because we've been waiting for it forever. And it's not good, though. No, it's not. That's. Okay. A, I mean, like, if it was... It's just, it's just not. You know, Luke Cage and She-Hulk and Thor and Hulk are all dead. So how is this going to be explained? Or we're we just not counting it, you know? This they they really took some time explaining some of the things that just are so minute the minutia of this story. Like I really thought they were gonna go into the new team. Remember when we got uh that teaser poster of the new team and how Captain America and Nick Fury were like, you know, the same person and yeah. Like, I thought we were going to be introduced to all those characters and, and we were going to have to deal with those characters. But we just saw one picture of them. <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It sucked. Yeah. It, I want it to be a green so bad, but unfortunately it was a red for 10 <laughs> issues. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. All right, you ready for the Tinas? You got your I'm ready for the Tinas. Let's go to the Tinas. The Tina Award. All right, sir. How many Tinas do you have? Three. I have three as well. Perfect. Go. Okay, number one. One of the living. One of my favorite songs. Um, would that be Age of Ultron? And what about it? Um, would that be, I mean, it could be a couple people. One of the Wolverines that gets to live? Yep, look at you. Look at you. So I'm looking at me. I got my mirror out. I'm looking. <laughs> well, well done. <laughs> What's yours? I'm ready. After 20 years, you are ready for the all-female team. Oh, that was really good, but that's not what I was thinking. Uh, you're ready <laughs> for Age of Ultron to be over. There we go. There we go. Oh, half a point. That was good. Good for job. those of you keeping score at home, Jason, <laughs> half a point. It's your turn. Oh, okay. Next one. <laughs> I see home.
that's an old one. Um, I'm going to say that is... Who? It could be either of them. Um, X-Men number one? Yes. All right. So Ju- Jubilee sees home. She's heading home. Yep. Yep. I, I like that whole thing. I liked how, you know, oh, the X-Men, that's home for me. That's very accepting. And um, I've been a lot of different places, but these people are my home. I thought that was really good. I did, too. She just wanted that baby to have the experience that she had, too. Yep. Awesome. Um, All the woman. that all the woman Mm -hmm. singular yeah okay uh x-men number one there we go (laughs) okay i've never heard of that one all the woman you always come up with new ones that i've never heard of well i try and get a good catalog of everything tina's done (laughs) (laughs) she's just so amazing uh okay my last one when i was young Alright, when I was young, that would be for Wolverine and the X-Men. Right. And that would be Wolverine looking back on himself opening up the time capsule and sending the key back. Yeah, pretty yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Good job. Alright. And my last one, it would be a crime. I'm going to guess Wolverine the X-Men, and hopefully you didn't throw me a curveball. No, that's good. Okay, uh, but I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> is, is it um, because changing the past or going back, like uh, I-Boy, telling him, you can't, you can't give this key, You're gonna, that's, that's not right. Very good. Yeah, he broke in to get the time travel equipment and he said that that was illegal he couldn't do that i'm pretty i'm pretty ashamed of my uh, summary on that one i should have written written it out i just didn't have the time so <laughs> i was like and then something ha- no no i'm wrong uh, uh this guy <laughs> i always write mine out <laughs> i know i need to do that i need to start doing that <laughs> that's all right you've been in entertaining the in-laws juggling and doing tricks Look, he's standing on a ball. Oh, that Andy, he's so great. Oh, I love him. That's why his brother-in-law loves him. He can juggle. I'm so glad I visited you. How many rabbits can he catch in half an hour? Oh, yeah, man, I had to kill two roosters on Monday too. Oh, why? I had to I had to kill them and skin them and try to put them in the freezer. What? 
Yeah. You do that? Yeah, I tried to. I wasn't that good at it. How did you learn to do that? I learned. I did 15 in one day, one time, and I got really good at it. But this time, it's been like a year, uh, maybe a year and a half. And when I tried to do these two, I was like, how do I do? I can't remember how to do this. So I didn't do that well. But I mean, did you take a class or did your dad show you or what? No, a buddy of mine down here. Wow, it's, it sounds like Louisiana's one of the living. <laughs> you should play that song when you come in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to make it tonight? <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us for episode 55 of Marvel 616 Politics. You can visit our website, marvel616politics.com, and you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Go ahead, follow us on Twitter, at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash marvel616politics, or give us a call and leave us a message at 616-755-TINA. And, of course, we are sponsored by dcbservice.com, discount comic book service. Get If you order now... You can get the Marvel Now bundle for 50% off. 50. Awesome. You you can pay half of what you're paying at your LCS. That is awesome. And then actually you can go and turn in those codes at comiccodes.com and and get double the amount. There you and, go. And you know what? Hey, I didn't tell you this, man. When you turn in a code, you can just sit on your credit. You don't have to you don't have to claim a code right away. You can you can have as many co- credits as you want. So, like, if you're waiting to try X-Men number one or whatever, you wait until it comes out, or uh, you don't have to do them all at one time. So That's awesome. Yeah. And then you can make a bunch of lists by going to crpsavings.com, <coughs> joining up with them, and using all the supplies that you purchased through Office Depot to make lists and sheets of different comics and code them with greens and yellow and red. <laughs> Go to crpsavings.com. <laughs> That's great. that's great alright well until next time make yours Marvel 616 Politics Good deal.